Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Blues, it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I haven't, <clears throat> nope the Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway does not know my name no. And I don't nope. care I don't even don't care. care Not even a little bit Heading my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Right To the freaking hook right here Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas To keep there Budget live, not so live from the LBL Bar and Grill in beautiful Southern Middle Tennessee. Hope all you low lifers are doing well out there. And if you're just tuning into this program for the first time and you're saying, man, this guy's coming out of the gate. He's insulting me. He's calling me a low lifer. No, 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 no. D don't, don't take offense, friend. Don't take offense. You are listening to the Low Budget Live podcast and the fine Listeners of this program refer to themselves as a lowlifer. So you are now living the low life. So welcome and welcome back, all you old lowlifers, the OGs, as I like to say, the OGs. This is the podcast for Tuesday. What? He didn't upload on a Monday, and the world remained, 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 remained okay. Yes, it's Tuesday, June the 1st. This is the podcast for Tuesday, June the 1st. 2021, and uh, the reason being Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, huge thank you to all the men and women out there that have fought for us to have freedom of speech and to be able to run our mouths and and uh, do what we want, listen to what we want, have barbecues and 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 hang out by the pool and get sunburns at baseball games and kayaking and all the crazy, you know, all the boat ramp drama from Memorial Day weekend. All the stuff you see, we owe a large, large debt of gratitude. So I want to start this show by saying thank you uh, and by remembering all the folks that we have lost along the way that are a lot braver than most of us um, day in, day out. That's, that's the, uh, you know, it's really the only way you can 
really the only way you can put that, guys. And uh, you know, you see a lot of a lot of people making posts. And I always feel, you know, I never really know how to to say that in a post without I don't want to say cheesy, but without sounding. You know, you, you see a lot of people, it's almost like they, they feel, uh, you know, the obligatory posts they have to make. And there's some beautiful words that people write out there. And then there's some things that you're like, all right. Um, they didn't really put a lot of thought into it, maybe. But for me personally, I've, I've met a lot of military servicemen and women. A lot of them are low lifers. And the coolest emails I ever get are from overseas for me that they're like, hey man, this keeps us going. Listen to this podcast is just a, a, a way to kind of tune back into home and get our mind off things. And and man, I, I think it's been a couple years since I received the first one like that. And I'll never forget it. I mean, it's just because what I do is so insignificant. <laughs> it's so insignificant in the world, first of all, not even just the fish world, but it's just, you know, the fact that I might help somebody that's fighting for our freedoms and uh, it's just insane to me for me to wrap my head around at 37 years old but uh just want to say a huge again thank you and uh when you were eating that corn on the cob i hope that you do you realize why you were getting to do that on monday instead of being at work it's memorial day so uh for all the folks that we've lost out there in our military and uh, you know, I come from a. Uh, I, I am too much of a chicken to be in the military. I don't. I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm better running my mouth than I am fighting. I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's that's for sure. And uh, I, but my my grandfather, um, Richard Peters, who we lost a couple years ago, right after we lost my mother, he fought in the Korean War. It was the only time he ever flew on an airplane his entire life. I've told this story on on LBO before, but he's a great man, and he deserves to be remembered. But he uh, he only, and he called it Korea, Korea. I went to Korea. That was how he would tell the stories to us as kids. And, and uh, you know, the only time I ever really saw my grandfather cry was telling stories from Korea and losing his brothers over there. And, and when they would get in firefights and get in different situations um, where he was scared. And he, it was crazy to see him be that emotional telling us about that. So if you don't think that uh, fighting for our freedoms definitely affects people, uh, even even if they make it home, that's definitely not the case. And and uh, I hope that we can continue to, uh, you know, make sure that uh, soldiers are taken care of when they come home from war as well. Um, that's just equally as important as thanking them um, for their sacrifice, to say the least. So, uh so it was a good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, like like most of you, I, I I spent time with family. That was that was awesome. The boys and I, Hudson and Ryder, HLD. If you follow along on Instagram, we kicked it off in style. I found two big schools of uh, willing participant largemouth bass down on Pickwick on the ledges. We uh, we garmined those bad boys up, and then I just sat there, anchor locked down on the trailer motor, and took fish off for like an hour and a half. It was a blast watching those two set the hook and uh, didn't take a camera with me, wasn't filming because sometimes it's just not about that. And, uh, you know, more and more for me these days, it's not about that. So taking taking them out and just watching them go through fish after fish after fish after fish on a Carolina rig. They were Carolina rigging these uh, six cents hog wallas, this little creature bait. Hadn't got to spend a lot of time with it this year. It's a, it's a new one. And, and uh, man, they were smoking them on. It was really funny um, watching. You just have to, it's pandemonium in my boat when they're both there and they're competing. If you have sons or daughters, you understand this. Everything's a competition. 
and they were fighting with each other to say the least the entire time. And uh, <laughs> I caught six, I caught nine, I caught this, I caught that. But it's so cool watching them set the hook, and uh, and 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 I say this on here: setting the hook is the hardest thing to teach a child. It is, and uh, and it was really cool to find that school, and they're deep, and they get to like feel the bite, set the hook because. Man, I, that's hard to teach grown men sometimes, I feel like. Uh, and you ladies out there as well. It's, it's a hard thing. A lot of my guide buddies, uh, shout out David Allen down there, old Diamond Dave on Pickwick. We talk about this a lot. It's hard. You know, the, ca- the cast is very difficult, right? But teaching people how to set the hook, and unfortunately, they don't get enough bites a lot of times on their first few trips to, to know what to do properly to... Ensure they land a bass at the end of it. So uh, at the end of the bite, right, which gets people hooked on fishing. So uh, really cool to get to, you know, and obviously my boys get to fish a ton, but it's still that they're still in that that learning stage, you know, especially Ryder, my 10-year-old. So getting him to whack, slack line some was, uh, was a lot of fun. Then we watched uh, Tennessee go Vols. We watched, uh, we drove down to Hoover, Alabama, to Birmingham. We were sitting here watching the SEC baseball tournament on Saturday afternoon. I was like, you know what? If our guys beat Florida, which they did, um, if we if we beat them and we can uh, slide into that old championship game, let's go. Let's go get some cheap seat tickets. 20 bucks. Let's go. Let's go. Which, uh, any of you dads out there, you understand that cheap seat tickets then turn into funnel cakes, $73,000 worth of hot dogs, Cokes, Dippin' Dots, uh, frozen lemonades, actual lemonades, uh, and whatever bullcrap they uh, sold us at the Hoover Met yesterday. But awesome time, man. The weather was perfect. Set out there. Unfortunately, for all you Arkansas fans that are watching this, that will comment, Woo Pig Suey. In my comments, just like you did on Instagram, uh, congrats to y'all. We, you know, Tennessee's the number four team in the country right now. Arkansas is the number one baseball team in the in the country, and they are just they're that they're that they're uh, very impressive. I got to watch them a few times this year on television, but in in person, it was uh, it was very cool to see they won seven to two. Tennessee got out to an early lead. Tennessee, though, the Vols never uh, cease to amaze me. The fan base, so much fun, man. Being out there, and uh, man, they filled up the stadium. And Arkansas was well represented too. There are a lot of a lot of uh, Razorback fans in the in the house too. But the Tennessee uh, faithful showed up, and uh, it's very cool. We have a young man from our hometown, Mister Blade Tidwell, who has been a beast freshman uh, pitcher for UT this year. And uh, it's cool getting to see. He didn't get to pitch yesterday. He was, he uh, pitched in the shutout run rule game against Alabama. Couple games before, you know, roll tight on that, huh? Come on, uh, but uh, very cool going there. We, 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 you know, getting to see this kid grow up, and now he's he's a stud in the SEC. But I uh, got to do that with the kiddos, and, and it was uh, it was a good weekend, man. Good weekend. You got all the grilling going. We got the steaks and the pork chops, and you get fat and happy. Uh, something that makes me very happy. And makes all of you happy because it brings you low budget life. If you are a low lifer and you do enjoy this, are the sponsors of this fine show. We're going to run through them real quick, like on this fine Tuesday. And that is right here Startron. First and foremost, they've been kicking ethanol in the teeth and bringing you low budget life and low budget life, not so life for a very, very long time now, going on four years. Little dab will do you in your tank. Kick ethanol out of your weed eater, out of your chainsaw, get it out of your vehicle, out of your outboard engine. Nothing. 
ruins a good day on the water like an outboard engine that will not run so you get you some StarTron. this bottle lasts you like as long as you want it to okay they sell it everywhere go get it just don't stand around the store doing this because we get complaints greg from StarTron called me the other day said man you got you got to quit everybody's just standing around shaking it they ain't buying it they just shaking it they're just shaking it right in the store but uh go get you some StarTron. Get rid of ethanol because uh, it just—it's just no good. It's no bueno. Ethanol is—is is like I mentioned all the time. It's like that creepy uncle just won't go on. Uncle, uncle, uncle Larry, get out of here. Go, go back to where you came from, Uncle Larry. We don't want you at the Memorial Day cookout. You are not welcome for obvious reasons. That's what—that's uh, what StarTron does. If you poured StarTron on Uncle Larry, I don't know if it'll have the same effect as it does on ethanol. But there you go, StarTron. Bringing you LBL. The fine folks at Sims Fishing Products. Finally getting into that solar flexing on them time of year where I'm getting to wear them hooded sun shirts. I talk about this every week. I hate being sunburned. I got sunburned yesterday at the ball game because I didn't wear because I had to vol up, you know. Um, but I got uh, got those Sims Solar Flex. Got the shorts out there, the Sims gear. It's, it's the, the summer is here, but you still need to always, because I messed this up on Friday afternoon when the boys and I were out there in a, in a rain shower rolled up on us, is you better always just keep that, uh, you know, the pro dry on the boat as well. I didn't have it with me. So uh, I'm here to remind all of you low lifers, you get one life. Fish it well. Pro Guide Batteries. You low lifers been buying some batteries. You've been using that code LBL10 to get you some of what I feel like are the best batteries I've ever ran. I'm running the AGMs. So we got a very exciting announcement coming up very soon. Very soon. Some new products that Pro Guide will be dumping out there into the into the fishing world, the boating world. I'm very excited about that. But 31 series AGMs have been rock stars for me all year. Get yours. At ProGuyBatteries.com, use code LBL10. And last but not least, hang the banner. Hang it. While I am running my mouth on Instagram about Tennessee and Arkansas, I forget I know so many people in Arkansas. I have, I, I have a lot of dear friends in the state of Arkansas through bass fishing. And I get, I get a message from none other than Mr. Rory Herndon, who gives me the old woo pig suey. And I'm like, oh man, this is this is dangerous territory. You know, here I am, Tennessee fan, repping Express, but here is the man at Express, and I almost felt like I just needed to put on an Arkansas hat right then, just 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 you know, not not push the man, not push the man. <laughs> we had a good back and forth about about the ball game. Of course, he uh, got the better end of it when his team won. But uh, Express Broats, the official boat of. Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus and the, you know, all the other exploits in the Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus world. The X21 Pro, love it. Say it week in, week out from the C-Deck to the fact that I can hang a 250 Yamaha on the back of it to the storage to the live wells, which by the way, if you missed my live well fish care video, go back and watch it. Shame on you. A lot of you did. A lot of positive comments on that and I thank you. But I did a breakthrough of how I try to keep fish alive in the summer in those express live wells. All my, uh, you know, techniques there and, and things I'm very, uh, you know, very passionate about, keeping the resource alive. But uh, go check that video out. Just showed you all the, uh, the, the goods on the Express Live Wheels there. But I want to thank Express for building excitement since 1966 and, of course, being the official boat of Low Budget Live. So on that note, 
said it last week, but it is officially official, official, official. The Bassmaster Classic is coming up on us, guys. June the 12th, Saturday, June the 12th, the second day of the Classic. I will be doing this right cheer from the Express Boats booth. So if you've ever wanted to see an Express, come see then. Show up, show out. Um, just hoop and holler. We're going to have a big time. We've got some great guests lined up. In the express booth, we're going to actually do this from an X21. So super pumped about that. That's going to be at 1 p.m. if you were at the Classic Expo. Going to try to stream that as well. Fingers crossed on the Wi-Fi. And, uh, and that way, the YouTube world and Facebook world can also join us at the Classic if you're not able to. Then later that night at the library, Fort Worth, the library bar, Fort Worth, we're doing another low-budget live live, 7 p.m., and we're playing music after. So if you were in the area, come have a drink with us. Come hang out. We got the place for the whole night. It's just a celebration. We're going to do it. We're going to do it to it. So two chances to hang as low lifers together, fellowship together. All right? Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. All right, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot of rambling, but we, we got meat today. We got meat I mean, like like you had the daggum ribs and ribeyes and the dang pork chops and the, and the bratwurst this weekend. We got meat on LBL today. We got two just, I mean, gunslingers, and I can't wait to talk to both of them shortly, shortly. Uh, got to say a huge congrats to one of my favorite people in the entire fishing industry since day one, since the first time I ever met this guy years ago, uh, and that is the otter, the river otter himself, Ot Defoe. Otter has gills, okay? But congrats to him for winning BPT down at the Harris Chain, man. He, uh, I, didn't get to, I didn't get to watch it. I was in meetings um, this week, but I missed it, and I heard that he put on a heck of a, uh, heck of a show <laughs> down there, uh, which with that format, man, I, I I stay conflicted, uh, you know, because it's impressive. Like it it is impressive that some dude can just in multiple days just steady, just stack up so much freaking weight, and then catch them again and again and again and again and again. Especially how they were fishing or how it appeared that they were fishing from you know clips and things I saw. But that that all blows my mind, right? Big time, big time, big time, and. Uh, I just, I don't know. I still like the five fish format. I, I think for me to keep up with and con, confusion, that's what me and Darian always joke with. It's it's so, like, when you show me that some dude called 37 for 98 pounds, like, that's, I, I'm not smart enough to do that math. I'm just not. So at first glance, it's like, whoa. And then some dude's in sixth place with 28 pounds. Like, it's it's weird. It is weird. Uh, my biggest gripe about the format, I don't like the zero into the weights. I know it shakes it up, but like when Bobby Lane and Brett Height were just beating them down the first two days, and they do get to, they win their rounds and they get to go on, right? I just don't feel like I don't know, man. You beat the crap out of some of the best guys in the industry for two days, and I get it that you get a free ride to that top ten round with a chance to win, but I don't know. I don't. I don't agree that FLW used to do that when they everybody fished two days and then they would cut to like ten. This is back in the late 90s. And really, like, the best guy that was on the best deal didn't always win. It was the guy that figured them out the last day. But that's the rules. It is what it is. And obviously, y'all know they ain't calling me to ask. 
Uh, but I freaking just because he didn't catch them the first day that well, and then he just steadily kind of put it together, and then he smashed on that last day to win. But he is a guy in this sport that I think he he's on a real short list of guys that are the best ever. You know, will go down in history as the best to ever do it. And I, I mean, I know that's just like duh, Luke. But I do. I, I think that Odd is, you know, he's got a classic win. He's got just countless, you know, countless titles behind his name, man. And I, I don't. I think that he definitely goes down in the in the history books. And it's. I'm glad I don't have to fish against him. <laughs> I know that, but I, I actually texted him and was like, "Hey, man, you've got gills. Like you do have gills." And uh, they thought that was funny. He's. I've always called him Otter, and. Uh, and giving him a hard time. Tennessee boys got to got to give each other a uh, a really hard time. But oh, it's a good one, man. He's a good one, smashing on him. And I don't know how much he's gotten winners now, but it's a bunch. It's a bunch um, f- to say the freaking least. But Harris Jane, it was. Uh, I wish that I had gotten to watch more of it because yours truly. By the time you're watching this, I'll be on a plane headed to the Harris Chain myself down in Leesburg to get in on some national professional – look at the company man right here, right there, even wearing a T-shirt. National Professional Fishing League coverage. We kick off on Thursday. You need to tune in, tune in, and then tune in some more. It's going to be me, Fat Cat Newton, and our next guest I'm going to get to in just a minute. Calm down. Who's going to be our guest host because Double D, David Dudley – Shame on him, by the way, for for just dumping me, okay? Oh, he's got a tournament. Never mind. That's what he does for a living. Uh, BPTs, they don't start till later in the week, but he does have a Bass Pro Tour event up at Lake Chickamauga. So Dudley couldn't make this one. And we got a guest host that I'm super pumped about that I will introduce to you in just a few minutes. But I wish I would have watched more of the Harris Chain or had the opportunity to watch just for for research. You know, I, I said... Last year when BPT did heavy hitters in Florida in June when Joe Lee won, I was very intrigued by that tournament. I've said anytime I've been asked this year, hey, what's your what tournament are you most excited about in the MPFL schedule? And it and it's this one, Harris Chain uh, in June, because the summertime Florida tournaments, we don't get them typically in pro fishing. We just don't. It's not something that uh, we always go in January, February, March. Cold front, cold front, cold front, or warming trends, sight fishing, flipping, what? I mean, it's always kind of the same. So I think it's very interesting to see. You know, I, I heard through the grapevine at uh, BPT that had some shad spawn stuff going. Like, we don't see that in Florida events. So very cool what could potentially happen at the Harris Chain. Biggest storyline for me in the MPFL, if you are keeping up, if you are not, shame on you. Don't even call yourself a low lifer if you're not keeping up with the MPFL. But will Keith Carson, and this may make a lot of uh, of our anglers angry with me, I get in line. Uh, will Keith Carson go back to back? We had him on the show. Keith is obviously, in my opinion, the biggest you know the biggest threat. We saw John Cox catch him down there. These two are are you know buds to say the least, and grew up fishing there. What's scary is John will tell you, oh, yeah, Keith's better than me on the Harris chain, which, you know, John is a legendary angler. But, you know, for me, it's like, will Keith be able to put aside the fact he's got the classic coming up in a week after that? He's got to get out there for practice. I don't know. Uh, 
going to be interesting. I I think that uh, there's some there's some boys in the MPFL field that are that are going to have something to say about it. I know all of them were glued to the BPT coverage because you know why wouldn't you be if you have an event coming up? So it's going to be. Um, I, I could not look more. I love the Harris Chain area. I've never done well there in a tournament. It always sucker punches me. I've always thought I was going to catch them there. Both times I fished the FLW Tour down there, I thought I was going to catch them. Was not the case at all. And it's just a beautiful place, so it's really cool. It's not like other Florida lakes, really, in the way it lays out. So if you didn't get to watch BPT or if you did, come tune in with us this coming Thursday. You can watch on MPFL.com. You can watch on our YouTube channel. You can comment. You can tweet me. You can do all that good stuff. And uh, if you want to see what the five fish format would have looked like, you know, because that's what I was trying to do the math and some of the weights that I saw. And they called giants, man. There were some sevens, eights, nines caught down there by the BPT guys. And I hope we see more of the same. I'm already seeing some practice pictures come in. So tune in with us Thursday morning at 8 a.m. My next guest right now, let's see if I can get him. So my first guest, yeah, you heard me. Yeah, it's Thirsty Tuesdays, buddy. We got two guests today. So this guy is a guy I've known for a very long time. He's going to replace Double D this week. He is an absolute freak of nature with a rod and reel. I've had the pleasure of uh, knowing him many years. He is a two-time FLW Tour champion. He's a former Elite Series angler. He left the FLW Tour Big Five uh, deal after the MLFLW Bassmaster, all the split. When the big split happened, he left about the same time I did. He's a frequent guest on Bass Talk Live, and he's going to be my co-host this week, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bradley Holman. We're going to see if we can get him on the phone right now. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> wow. That's the best way Bradley Hallman could have ever answered the phone for me right there. It's just yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Are yo, you yo. trying new lines out for MPFL Live, buddy? No, I am not. I've been <laughs> answering the phone that way for many years. <laughs> you know, years. I think we I, I think that we need yo, yo, yo on MPFL Live though. Like we need it, we need to we need to shake it up a little bit, buddy. I don't know. I used to have this buddy of mine. He's a roofer, and every time he answered the phone, it was like 20 years ago, it was always yo, 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 yo. So I don't know. I kind of got that. I hit him with the yo every now and then, yo. I got. There's a guy I work with, a TH Marine, that's always like, yo, every time you call him, all the time for 16 years of my life, man. Well, first of all, I I, I was introing you as the two-time FLW champ superstar buddy of mine, Bradley Hallman, that I met many moons ago. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that story at some point this week, I'm sure. Maybe here on LBL. Uh, down at Tony Satchery's cookout. Yeah. 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 In the middle of the night yeah. in deep, yeah. dark Texas or Louisiana, where in the hell we were at. <laughs> yeah. There was crawfish and ping pong and liquor, oh my. <laughs> Back yeah. in the day. It's a hard to beat a night of a crawfish, Tony Satchery, and a little bit of bourbon. No know, doubt. It's a good evening. I don't well, even know how. You, band playing. And We've we played music. Playing. Yeah, we played music. I don't even remember why we were there or how we got invited, but we were out of place, and it was like me and you and Chris and Bobby Lane and uh, – I don't even remember who all, but you were fishing the Elite Series then, and you and I hit it off, sitting there talking. 
about music. And I was like, you know what? I like this cat right here. And I'd already kept up with your career up to that point, but I was like, yeah, Hallman, man, this guy's my guy. And since then, we've been buddies. And, uh, dude, I watched you come back on the FLW tour. You won your first tournament back, kicking butt and taking names. And now you're you're killing it on YouTube. You're on BTL more than Jeffries is, I feel like, at this point. They might as well just give you the show. <laughs> Uh, I feel like, you know, you and Panger and, and you're taking over the fishing world, but you're back in the opens. And this is what I want to talk to you about first, before we get into guest hosting and all this, all this fun that we're going to have this week in Harris, at the Harris chain is you made the decision to leave FLW and pursue the opens going in. You, you are full season. And I guess we call it a season and a half almost. Um, well, maybe not a quarter of the way through this year what would you how would you grade that experience so far it's been a good experience i mean you know there was many many reasons why i chose to leave um it wasn't just one thing like a lot of guys might think right Um, i i I, you know i've done a lot there i've wanted every level they had there um, from bfls to coastas to flw tours and um you know minus winning the cup which is gone now but uh R.I.P. You know, I, I wanted to go back to bass. It was kind of where I'd started. And um, I knew, dude, I knew. Like, I knew what a lot of guys are just now really realizing, especially from a fan base, what that is over there. Right <laughs> and, dude, that is three spots with 225 guys. It's rough. And I knew that before I made my decision. But I felt like it was what I wanted to do. I knew that there was the possibility that you get there and you never get out. And I was willing to take that risk. And I don't think there was very many guys willing to take that risk. I've I've talked to a few of them and and man, it's, it's an uphill battle. And, um, you know, I fought it last year and I'm fighting it again this year. And I was a little closer last year, better shape than what I am right now. But man, I've always been king of finding myself in, you know, 150th, 160th uh, place in the end of a tournament. And I'm, I'm real good at that. And points has never been my strong suit, ever, never. <laughs> but I can't hit the home run ball from time to time, and I do have some nice weeks and some nice finishes that do tend to make up for them. I just I need some of those to come along that haven't happened yet. But, um, man, I, I'm really, like, just enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Like you said, I've got the YouTube going. I've got uh, Bass Talk Live, doing, you know, different podcasts, all different kinds of things. So I'm enjoying it. It's from a marketing standpoint, I feel as good now as I ever did, even winning tournaments, right? I mean. Yeah, for sure. You, you seem really, like, yeah, you t- you're taking, I don't want to say taking advantage of it, but you are, you, you were a guy, I would put you and Todd Castledine in this boat for a year. Dude, y'all were just stone cold killers and you didn't really mess with the other stuff. And now you're like these well-rounded stone cold killers. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I think that, that speaks to, the industry now and what you've got to be to to make a living doing it, I feel like. Well, it's opened up a lot of doors for Todd and I both. You know, Todd's got his relationship with Striking. I've got my relationship with Big Bite and now mm-hmm. Spro. And, and, and so it, it's really helping the industry, you know. With, no doubt. Uh, relationships there gave me the opportunity to uh, design uh, the BFE, which has been a huge success at Big Bite. And it's a bait that I love to flip every day. And um, I'm still man, waiting just, on mine yeah. to show up and, and not to cut you off there, buddy. But I mean, I, I keep every day. I'm just like, you know what? I'm the big bite box is going to show up. And it, it just doesn't. Okay. You going to bring me one pack. You, you can't pack enough of them for me in that, in that suitcase <laughs> in the rental car that we're going to have. We're going to have our little tin can rental car. 
Uh, I actually, I actually designed a bait that would uh would last longer than one fish. Dude. Okay, good. On this one. Good. I refuse to buy any. I'm a mooch like every other bass fisherman. I only <laughs> accept product and and free <laughs> offerings. I don't. I will never go to a tackle store and buy your bait. Any of my other pro buddies out here, listen. I'm not buying your stuff. I'm not. Send it to me. I'll, I'll gladly use it. I'm one of those guys. Or give me a discount code. Hashtag LBL. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's yeah, man. That thing has been. I see that best flipper ever. I see that thing posted a ton on Instagram, man. Y'all get tagged in that a bunch. That's that's got to feel good. Yeah, there's guys catching them on it. Yeah, man, just, you know, it, it was something that you know I flipped my entire life, and so I had a pretty good idea of combination of baits. You know that I yeah. really like, and I would like to combine the two and, and it, it was it was success that's really, awesome. really proud of, really proud of the bsd that, that's awesome dude well so something i'm super proud of is the fact that i get to share this uh this booth with you this week man are you uh are you pumped are you nervous like what, what are you thinking going into the harris chain you gotta you gotta get to know the anglers you gotta get to know the uh the production team like what, how are you feeling dude i'm not gonna lie i'm a little bit nervous <laughs> I, I really am um I feel like I got some huge giant shoes to fill. And, um, you know, the, the thing that I've learned probably the most over the last year and a half or so of just doing a lot of this social media stuff is that being yourself is good enough. That's that it, man. You've learned. Yeah, that's um, right. And not trying to do too much. And, uh, I know that, uh, I've got a good captain in front of me as a host. So, <laughs> so you're telling me all the pressure's on my shoe. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So you've got the offensive line here, and you're just going to sit back there and wait and take your shots. I'm, I'm with that. That's kind of what Dudley does, too. I'm not going to lie. Dudley just waits on my lead sometimes because uh, he's, like, eating or texting. or something. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm supposed to talk right here? Shout out Double D. i got to give him a hard time. So uh, piece of advice I'm going to give you right here on the LBL. We'll, we'll pull back the curtain. We're only on camera about five times, but they open the show with us. You just can't screw up the opening every morning. And that is the most pressure-filled five minutes of your life. <laughs> That's when I just oh, feel it, buddy. I feel it during those moments. I wish you wouldn't have even told me. <laughs> when they say 10, 9, 8, and you're like, oh, gosh, what was, what was I going to say? <laughs> right before, and one, and Luke. And I'm like... Hey, everybody. <laughs> and you just hope you I, don't uh, screw up. <laughs> everybody's different. I, I, I do real, I do a whole lot better just like right off the jump. So just like, just like you do low budget live, dude, like, you know, some of these guys you do different shows and they've got it all scripted out. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't know what um, to do. <laughs> I, I, I do much better just like this. And, uh, but if they hand us a script down there, man, you might see. I, I no, they, the, the coolest thing about the guys we're working with from the MPFL and the production company is, man, they let me write my own stuff as far as like, you know, intros and outro, you know, and they, they have yeah. a, obviously like a run of show they want to go by, but, but they, they give me a lot of liberties. They give Dudley a lot of liberties. So you will have a great time. They're, they're good people. The anglers are awesome, which you know, a lot of these guys, but, uh, you know, but I think they're going to smash them too. I don't know if you checked in on what the BPT did down there last week, but there were a lot of giant bass caught. <laughs> so I'm anxious to see what the five fish format looks like. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully they're not too beat up and the guys can put some big numbers on the board. I'm really excited to see them fish this and to cover this with you and, and do all this in studio. It's going to be a huge learning experience for me, and I'm really excited to get my first shot at it. But I'm really excited to see this at Harris Chain. I was thinking this morning, you know, they've started practice already, mm -hmm. and uh, you and I have been through this. It's Memorial Day. Oh, my gosh, yes. And 
it, there's nothing, you know, <laughs> nothing works. No. So it's like, let's get it. Let's get to the ramp like an hour before daylight and, mm-hmm. and let's, let's, uh, let's get put in and let's fish till dark 30, you know, that way we don't have to see all the, the riffraff that's going on. At the boat ramp. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah man, it, it's a tough weekend just to get a bag of ice in some places, you know, they run out of ice and that's true and gas stations and it, it makes it tough and we've all done it. Um, but that's such a good point you just made a point that i think a lot of people listening might not think about is is our travels you know and and a lot of listeners know the struggle as well but like when you're on the road you're away from home you get away from those creature comforts you forget about things like that and dude sometimes you're right that ice situation is a problem like it really is they'll run out at places especially in the heat of the summer when we're at lakes and nothing sucks more than being out there when it's 95 degrees in florida and not having a drink <laughs> a cold here's drink a piece, here's a piece of advice for anybody from uh, down south or maybe oklahoma texas counts as well because i had this problem once we were at uh lake oneida in new york and it was the fourth of july and i had machines outside the lock and uh <laughs> yeah dude so like at home like on fourth of july when they're out of ice a lot of times they'll just lock those machines because they're done telling people they're out yeah so they'll just put the lock on them and uh, I went inside and grabbed a couple of Mountain Dews, and I was filling up my boat with gas for the first day of practice. And, uh, I mean, dude, this is literally the 4th of July. And and the little girl working in the counter, I asked her for uh, if they were out of ice. And she told me she didn't understand what I said, and she rang up my Mountain Dews. And I said, ice, are you out of ice? She said, I've never heard of it since 225. What? I said, ice, like I C E ice, snow and ice. She said, oh, I thought you were saying ass. <laughs> And I felt about, you know, I felt so little. And you're a big like, guy. Damn. You're a big guy. You know? and, the, and the guy behind me in line was like, now y'all come back now. You Wow. Yeah, it was a rough start to New York. <laughs> I Dude, I had a similar experience up there one time on the Hudson River fishing the Northern Open. And my mom was with me. She had ridden up there. It was like a 19-hour trip. It was the furthest I'd ever pulled a bass. But she was like, and I was like 20 years old. She goes, I'm riding with you. I want to take a road trip to New York. And she was thinking it was going to be like, the most beautiful drive she'd ever been on. And we were in Catskill, New York and, and on the Hudson river. And it just wasn't that picturesque, you know, when we got up there, but, uh, the Hudson is very cool in places, but, uh, right there it's, it's, uh, it's kind of grimy, but I, I, I dug it. But anyways, we're sitting there we went to a chicken wing place. We're eating wings. And I asked for ranch dressing, you know, they're like, uh, do you want anything for your wings? I'm like, yeah, ranch. And the girl's like, excuse me. And I said, ranch. She goes, I, I don't know what you're saying. Same deal. I do not know what you're saying. I, and my mom's <laughs> laughing. And I said, ranch dressing. She goes, are you saying French dressing? We've never had anybody order French dressing with their wings before. And I said, ranch. Or I spell it out. She goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And it was oh the same God. deal. Yeah, man. I'm like, I know I sound like a weed eater. And you're a Tennessee boy, too, like me, yeah. Yeah. originally. Yeah. OG yeah. Tennessean. Yeah. So, so yeah. we, but, but uh, Wesley Strader has a good one about that too. He says he needed to change a tire. He, he had a blowout in Connecticut. They had an FLW tournament on the Connecticut River up there one time, and he had a blowout. And he said, I need to plug a tire. And, and Wesley's countryer than all of us, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. He is. And he said, they're looking at him like, you need to do what? To tar? <laughs> no, I need to plug a tar. <laughs> It's it, it's our eyes in Tennessee. I don't know what it is, but it's anything with the, so if it's the word bite, 
snow or, or tire or, you know, or ice. Uh, the eye is a problem. That's a, that's amazing, the, man. And she thought you were just straight up trying to buy ass. <laughs> like, did, how do you react to that? Did. She kind As of, a woman. Well, I felt pretty, I felt pretty small, you know, I mean, I, I said, no ma'am, you know, I, I made it back. Yeah. It, She's uh, like, we keep the ass locked up around here, you yeah. hillbilly pervert. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. That's uh, amazing. So as a as a veteran guy that's been around this man a long time, what do you think about the current state of, of pro-fishing as far as – I think about this a lot. talk about it on here a lot, obviously. But uh, the way things are going, man, with – BPT, FLW, Bassmaster Leagues, Bassmaster Opens, and now MPFL. What do you What do you think as far as where we're at and like headed into the future? What are we looking like? I don't know. I mean, are we talking about for pro anglers? Or are we talking about for the sport? I mean, there's, there's I think for the overall sport. Yeah, things. I think so. For for the sport in general, right now, do you are we healthy? Do you think? I think there's more opportunities out there for guys to be able to do what they want to do um, to fish for the amount of money that they want to fish for. I mean, dude, this is what kind of happens after many years of doing it. You kind of look at it like playing poker. It's almost like that. And it's, um, you know, you sit at the poker table long enough with good poker players and they play the right odds over and over. It seems to fall in their advantage more often than not. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, with, with all the, with all the circuits that we have, there's a lot to be covered. Um, it, it gives a good opportunity for the industry as a whole to pick and choose where they want to uh, spend their sponsor dollars, you know, where they want to advertise, right? I even hate the word sponsor. I've always hated that. It really is advertisements, what it is. That's right. At the end of the day. But, uh, um, you know, where they want to spend their advertisement dollars and where they all get allocated kind of gets stretched out. And For sure. You know, the, the piece of pie is only so big and, and just, it seems like the slices get thinner and thinner and thinner. But we've been doing this since the 80s, basically. I mean, really since the 90s for sure. And, um, you know, it gives a lot of opportunity to a lot of people. I feel like that we as as, as pro anglers have really grow the sport, grow the sport. I can remember back in the 90s when they were talking about how, um, you know, fishing licenses were declining, the sales of them, and the people that were buying them were getting older and they weren't getting younger. There is no doubt that we have turned that that curve over, right? I mean, you For can tell sure. that from high, high school and college uh, fishing, which I'm very involved with both of those. And, and um, there is a lot of young anglers out there, and they're all aspiring to be bass pros. And there's got to be a place for everybody to get. So I, I don't see that number getting smaller. Um, the economy is obviously booming right now. Um, I've done this long enough to, to have gone through a couple of downturns in the economy 2008 sticks out in my mind things were really really good like they are, like they are right now and in, in 2008 it got it got pretty tight pretty got bleak, got bleak fast didn't it yeah, yeah because you know one of the biggest things that drives this industry are boats and motors that's right I mean, that that's the high ticket item and let me tell you that's the first thing that quits selling whenever uh, the economy goes when gas gets to five dollars a gallon and that's right. And economy turns, those those luxuries kind of go away, and um, it, it really affects our industry. So, you know, going forward, you know, another 20 years, I, I think that, that electronics, right, like we see some of that on YouTube, guys, buying <laughs> electronics, yeah. 
Um, electronics are where the future of the sport is, right? The technology, not just in electronics itself, but I mean, even internet and technology. Yeah, everything, yeah. I think that's where we'll see the biggest improvements in our in our equipment um, on our boats and stuff. Um, we'll, you know, with technology, to stop you right there, because I had an interesting comment on one of the last YouTube videos I posted about keeping fish alive, and it is the most aggravating part of our sport. Will technology ever get to where we can have more catchway release tournaments in the five-fish format to kind of follow what BPT has done? With the release and follow like the the Bass Fest uh, type thing that Bass does on Fork and or, or Texas Fest, whatever they call it, uh, will technology get to that point where it's trustworthy and we can do that in local club tournaments so we can, you know, not drag the fish around all day? Yeah, I think that we're probably really close. Um, I think we're probably really close. I've I've, I've actually even got some magnificent ideas in my head about this that I've had for a year or so um, on a way to do it. Um, but yeah, with uh, social platforms and scales and uh, the phones that we have nowadays that we all carry in our pocket, I, I think doubt. it's uh, pretty easy to do. Yeah, it, it just got to, but it almost has to be a uniform type thing that everybody uses the same thing going forward in that. But I, I but, but somebody commented and said, Man, you making this video on how to keep fish alive just further proves the point that we shouldn't be trying to keep them alive. We should turn them loose. And I, I don't disagree with that. I don't. Like, I, I, the most stressful like part putting, of tournaments is... is I personally like, I, I like putting them in a live well. I don't know what, it's probably because I'm old school, but... Well, I like putting them in there because I like, I like them to know who daddy is. <laughs> well... I mean, let's you know, be there's, honest. There's a, there's a way right now that we could be keeping them alive and we don't do it. Um, and TH where you're at, dude, is the place to do it. But those oxygen systems, that's they right. Work. Well, they work big time. And and what you hear guys talk about is, well, I don't be riding around with an oxygen bottle compressed in my boat. It's like a rocket. Well, dude, you're sitting on top of 50 gallons of gas, <laughs> smoking a smoking a ciggy. <laughs> yeah, Brian New calling you out, Brian New. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Now, so so TH just a complete sidebar. People may not even find this interesting, but when I first started TH many moons ago, we had a product called a Fish O2 oxygen generation system, okay? It was basically the same technology if you were hooked up to an oxygen compressor in a hospital bed with the tubes running in your nose, this thing mm -hmm. was the exact same. We sold it for about two years. The thing was like $800, super expensive. Yeah. And it was in this marinized box so it wouldn't rust. We sold it to people using live bait in saltwater boats more than anything. I okay. had one in my bass boat. The problem was it ate your batteries alive. Like it, you could not, and it was before everybody was running five batteries and different things. The thing needed its own 12 volt just for it. It drew so many amps. It was crazy. And it was loud. It sounded like you had a generator in your bilge area, just all day long. But I'll tell you what it did. You could put an oxygen meter in the live well and it would like triple it within five minutes. Like it was insane what it did. And it kept them alive. Those things will bring fish back from the dead. Yes, so I agree. There is, a, there is a reason why they use them on those boats and saltwater. The and the release boats. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the tournament live release boats have oxygen on them. 
most of the time. There's been a lot of studies. The state of Texas uh, Wildlife Department did a great, great study on it, and they've actually got all the paperwork and stuff released. You and I should talk about that. I'll give you the hookup on uh, T&H's next uh, adventure product. It doesn't cost $800, and uh, the bass fishermen could install, or they could be put in a boat very simply. Um, I like it. It's right up y'all's alley. I've got all the lowdown on it. It's one of those ideas that I never have carried any further than my head. Forget T.H., you and I will just go out on our own and do it. Okay. They made Sounds their good. money. Come on, bro. <laughs> All right. We can do that too. We can do that too. They don't need no more money. Come on, man. Come That's on. Man. <laughs> Sorry, Shanna, if you're listening. Sorry. Shout out Shanna uh, from TH on that, who probably just cut all contracts with me that she's ever had <laughs> right there in one comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. All right, so I want to, before, I, dude, I appreciate you taking time away from your family to do this. First of all, I want to say that. And uh, I, I need, being a flipper, and I've seen some clips from the BPT. I didn't get to watch. Had a lot of, lot of stuff going last week. But looks like there was some flipping going on. Looked like some chatterbaiting, but... Give me, based off of that, I need right now, putting you on the spot, your five fish, three-day, your 15 bass. What's what's it going to take to hoist the trophy at the Harris Chain for the MPFL guys, weight-wise, after seeing BPT? 70, 78. Whoa! For three days. Three days. Yeah, I'm talking 25 a day. Yeah! Dog! I like the way you think. Yeah, maybe I should say at 75, but I'm thinking 25 a day average, something like that. Oh, so, all right, what's the best? Here, here's here, here's what I think about the Paris chain, dude. This is, this is my honest opinion. Right now in Florida, for the last two or three years, I feel like that it is the best pond in the state. I truly yeah. believe that. Um, for big around ones. a lot of the other ones, that thing is fire, and it's got them. Um, I was thinking about this this morning. I, I've, I've been down there a bunch. I think that the winning bag comes out of the Harris chain, out of Harris. Lake out of Lake Harris. Harris. I don't know how many times I've run out of that sucker and gone all these other places. Every time for me, yeah. So yeah, Lake Harris is where it comes from. Um, I think that it'll be an offshore deal probably with, with the grass, but uh, there's a really strong flipping bite there uh, with big fish this time of year. And, um, man, all the guys in Florida that I know, like Bobby Lane and JT, those guys all talk about how – we come there at the wrong time. A million percent. Yes. Yes. So I'm excited to see this bunch turn loose uh, in the month of June on this place because that's when they say to come. They say to come in June. That's when it's really Well, you really hear good. that about Toho and Okeechobee, too. Like all those lakes you hear, oh, my gosh, our summer. Well, and, But, dude, those fish are used to the heat. They thrive in it. They don't like it when we're there in January and they have a cold front. That's why the weights suck a lot of right. times. You know, they want it to be just boiling. They don't care. Not in the least, you know. So uh, that's uh, – man, you got me all jacked up. I, I mean, I, I'm excited to say the least. I would love to see some 25-pound-a-day magic and us get to call every single minute of it side-by-side, side, sir. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I appreciate you uh, agreeing to do it, even though you got a difficult co-host to work with. I'm not Panger, you know. Uh, I'm a diva. <laughs> I have. They have to bring me 50 green M&Ms, only green every morning. That's my joke with the MPFL guys. They're like, you good? And I'm like, well, my M&Ms aren't here. But other than that, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, every morning, man. That's been, that's been the thing all year long. Uh, no, nah, man, we're going to have a good time, buddy. I'm looking forward to it big time. I'm really excited to get to do this with you guys. And uh, 
I'm glad. I wish Dudley had a couple more derbies this year where I could could possibly slip in there. But yeah, this is a this is a great opportunity for me. I'm really excited to work with you guys and, and NPFL and, and cover those guys. And like you say, I, I know quite a few of them, and then there's some more that I'm, I'm I've been doing my research and studying. So I'll be um, I want to be prepared. You know what I mean? You don't want to step into a position and be completely out of whack. So I'd at least like to know what I'm talking about and the. Some of these guys are from the Oklahoma, Texas region, Missouri yep. region. I know really well. Um, some of the guys that are from the, the southeast and, and uh, up in the north, I don't know as well. And then there's a group of guys that we fished with with FLW. Right, absolutely. And, and there's there's a pretty good number of those guys too. Yep. So, um, good really mix of guys. It. Yeah. It's a good mix of guys or good guys, and uh, we're going to have a good time, buddy. Look forward to seeing you down there. And uh, Thanks for doing LBL. You get all this BTL love all the time. And, hey, welcome to the LBL low life, son. Hey, dude, I'm a chameleon. You know, last week <laughs> I, I know, was that's in right. New York hanging out with that bunch up there. I saw with the Ike crew. Yeah, we didn't even get yeah. into that. Shout yeah, out BTC. Just, yeah. Yeah, I just figure out I'm a chameleon, man. I just jump around everywhere. Just go where you go, son. I like it. You like the dang Tennessee River. You go where you want to go. <laughs> it, it, the Tennessee River does kind of go south. It does. Back it does. To the west That's right. Hey, let's go back to the north. Just does what it wants to do, baby. <laughs> it does what it wants to do. All right. I appreciate you, Holman. I look forward to you bringing me some baits in Florida, and I uh, look forward to seeing you down there, buddy. You too, dude. All Thank right. Travel much. safe. Right. See you, dude. See you. All right. Bradley Hallman right there. Such a good dude. Can't wait to have him. Uh, he's a he's a heady guy. I say that. He he thinks about everything on a, on a level that a lot of guys don't, man. I, I have some really long-winded, as you can see, just in a, just a brief conversation with he and I there. We have some long-winded road trip combos, me and Bradley, over the years, and uh, just a just a sharp dude, uh, great guy, great family man, and uh, segues right into he he didn't realize he was setting up our next guest, but our next guest is a guy that I've known for for many years as well. Uh, he is. One of, I think, Florida's greatest anglers of all time. He has won over $2 million with a rod and reel, which is insane to me. Five wins to his name. Currently leading the Bass Pro Tour Angler of the Year. He's in the top five over on the pro circuit side as well. And as Bradley said, he is the man in Florida, the myth, the legend, Mr. Bobby Lane. Let's get him on the phone right now. I'm pumped about this one. Hello. Bobby Lane, welcome to Low Budget Live. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you? <laughs> Man, I'm not as good as you, uh, obviously, because you are having this year that's just incredible, and you just showed off down there at the Harris Chain. And I, I had a guy on right before you that you may know by the name of Bradley Hallman. And I sure do. he didn't know that I was having you on here. And he said, you know, guys like Bobby Lane have always said that the time to come to Florida is in the summertime, that it's just a freak show down there. And you guys showcased it last week. I'm going down there with MPFL this week to do the live coverage. And Bradley will actually be joining me this week instead of Dudley because you guys are fishing up on Chick. But, That's dude, talk, talk about that. Why? I mean, is it just because the bass in Florida – Used to it being hot, but all the tournament trails go there in the spring because it's January, February, March. 
forever until you guys, heavy hitters was in uh, June at Toho last year. Great event. Super cool seeing Florida exposed like that. But explain that to people because Bradley and I were just talking about that. So I thought we'll kick off with that. So, you know, Florida's always been January, February. That's when we go because it's so cold everywhere. That's right. We leave the state of Florida early in the year, and we never, ever talk about Florida again until the beginning of the (laughs) following year. And what goes on is is, uh, we usually catch Florida, you know, maybe the first wave of the spawn, or we're always dealing with cold fronts, which those fish hate. And when you start getting into the end of April, May, which really when heavy hitters was supposed to be was back in May of last year, um, but we had to push it back because of COVID. So we showcased Toho pretty good, but nothing compared to what it should have been like we just did at Harris. Um, Those big females and just all the fish in general are about done spawning, and it's just time for them to eat before the rains, the summer rains come, and the water temp gets up into the 90s. And the water temp in Harris was in the mid-70s to upper 70s. I mean, that is still cool to those fish. Oh, yeah. And everything in the lake just loves to eat. And the beautiful thing about that is you can see guys catch them on everything from flipping to frogging to uh, bladed jigs to spinnerbaits, swimbaits, worms, drop shots. It doesn't matter. Every fish in the lake just wants to eat that time of the year. And it's nice that, uh, you know, we picked up on that and started going later in the year. So it really does show how good the Florida lakes are. No doubt, because it's like you said, I think the, the casual fan, you know, tournament fishing fan, they think, oh, well, you got to go to Florida in January or February. It's too hot down there the rest of the year. And guys like you and Chris and other guys I know down there for years are like, oh, my gosh, man, the best flipping bite we have is in July sometimes. You know, <laughs> like it's incredible. Yeah. Big, big shows told me for years. I wore a sweatshirt during the first day of practice. It was that windy and kind of chilly. <laughs> and that was in the latter part of May. So That's insane, uh, man. Everybody has been under the assumption that Florida is only good in January and February because that's the only times we've ever showcased it. Yep. And it is really good then, too. But it is even better in all the fish bites. Uh, you don't even worry. I mean, when have we ever seen a cut line go from the group A was 15-12, I was in group B at 15-6, and both cut lines went to 40 pounds. <laughs> we haven't even seen the smallmouth cut lines exceed almost a 5 to 8 pound uh, gain over the day and just in, in, a, in a both rounds it did the same thing. That's crazy. That was super impressive. So let me, let me get one more Harris chain tidbit out of you. So NPFL is is five fish, obviously three days. Give me because Holman gave me his prediction. What what will it take there, based off of what you've seen? Will it change a lot? Do you think because of Memorial Day getting hotter? I mean, what what kind of win and weight would you expect to see this week? This week, so you know we I do fish major league fishing, and it's every fish. Uh, we did set it at one eight there. My best five the first day weighed 27 pounds or 12 ounces. I mean, I caught 68 pounds of bass, but my best five still would have weighed 27 pounds. Jeez. That's, that's impressive. That's stout. My best one was six seven. So Sheesh. I had two sixes, two fives, and a four. I mean, it was just good big fish. But I would say with Memorial Day, 
and what's going on this weekend, you would expect, uh, you know, 20, 22 pounds to win. But I'm telling you, it's if you can wait another, it's, that bite will be good for another month down there. Oh, wow. The way we caught them and the outside grass is only going to get better. Um, I would really would say if you don't have 25 pounds and you don't expect to take nothing on. <laughs> okay. So, so the, Hallman the said 75 pounds right now. That's amazing, man. You know, and, and forever, I feel like it was a sleeper compared to Toho and Okeechobee, but man, it's, and it fishes so different from those, those lakes too. But, uh, so, so you're leading BPT points, three events in, you got Chickamauga coming up this week. Then you got to deal with the smallmouth for three straight tournaments, looking at the schedule. I mean, how, how does that feel so far, man? Well, I tell you what, all season long, this year has been phenomenal so far. I, uh, I, I, I cannot complain one bit about anything. I am uh, super excited about uh, every day that I'm out there on the water. Just one of them years so far that it just feels like you can't do nothing wrong. You can... You can pick up a wacky worm, a, a drop shot, a flipping stick, a buzz bait, a swim bait, a, a chopo. It doesn't matter, and a five-pounder is going to bite it. It's just kind of <laughs> been one of them years, man, and I, I love that part of it. And I'm, I'm, I, uh, you know, I'm not even sad if if I don't make another top ten this year. I've had such a great year, but I'm telling you, I got my foot on the pedal. Um, and I, I can't wait to get to the next event. You said smallmouth. I am telling you now, I live and breathe smallmouth and never used to even want to catch one until the Max Scent came out. And I am not kidding you. It has made me absolutely love smallmouth fishing. And, and you got to know that when you're not catching, if you're catching two pounders, you got to move, man. I, I truly love smallmouth fishing. So I am really excited about going up north. I've been here on, uh, Lake Gunnersville for the past three or four days. My brother had his fish camp, the Major League Fishing Association, Angler Association. We we put on the pro am. I actually won the pro am. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, they're like, Gee, <laughs> taking Chris on the home pond on his new home yeah, pond we over there. By, we, all these locals out here, and I went, uh, I went flipping some grass and just destroyed them. <laughs> me and uh, guy named Johnny, he won a power pole, and I got a cool trophy, but. Uh, <laughs> It was, that was neat. Officially, you know, Dustin Connell and Randy Howell, my brother, <laughs> Justin Lucas, Jordan Lee. It was like, gee whiz, this is something. <laughs> I love that so much. You have no idea how happy that makes me that you you handed it to all those boys over there <laughs> that have docks literally on the yeah. lake. They all have docks yeah, on I the was, lake. <laughs> I, I just found some grass and started flipping it, man, and it was crazy. We just started busting them. And we won by like twelve pounds. I mean, it wasn't even close. But, what did Chris uh, say when you got Chris, in, though? Chris says, Bob, that doesn't surprise me at all. When I walked in and they handed them my score sheet, they said, "Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "Guys, at swear they're just jumping in the boat right now." That's awesome, man. That is so but cool. What a to great hear. event! Tracy Lawrence concert. West Long headed all this up along with the Major League Angler Association. It Tony Satry came down. I saw Tony with, uh, made an appearance. I, I, he I did. Holman and I were talking about Satry before you came on too. First time I ever met Bradley 
was at Tony's house. You guys were out there for an Elite at Toledo Band. I was out there playing music with my band. We ended up at Tony's that night. You and I sat there and talked frog fishing on Pickwick for a long time that night. And and uh, yeah, yeah, I was actually telling my boys a story about you as well. Uh, this weekend, we were coming over that little bridge you caught them under. We we're going down there to do some ledge fishing. I'm like, Bobby Lane caught them right there one time. Uh, and, and, and some big ones. And it was a freak show. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, Holman and I were like, yeah, who all was there that night? Oh yeah. Chris and Bobby. I'm, and I still don't even know how I wound up there that night, but, uh, but I saw Tony popped up on somebody's Instagram. It might've been, it might've been Chris's or yours. And I was like, dang, Tony, cause I haven't seen Tony in a long time. So Tony brought in a chef that, uh, uh I mean, we're talking five course meals every single day. Uh, his, his, uh, son-in-law actually Blake. We have sat down and enjoyed some of the most finest Tony Satchery cooking you could ever imagine, way above just throwing some crawfish in a pot. I'm talking uh, fillets, and I can't pronounce all the stuff that we, said we were eating, but I know you, I promise you I've gained three pounds a day eating their food. I have, uh, I have had the privilege of being treated to that not that exact tony cookout but uh I've, man when he brings a crew and he cooks you're gonna gain weight that's a, that's the only choice you got tony's a tony's a good you're, man you're gonna laugh and you're gonna eat well that's, that's right sure. now you might not understand everything that you're they're feeding you like you said you might not understand everything that comes out of those cajuns mouths either <laughs> you might you might not uh so you know red beans and rice to me i was thinking why are we just having red beans and rice and they poured me a thing this was at the kids event <laughs> and it was cold up here man it oh yeah it's it been it's been brutal and uh there was smoked ribs in there along with sausage and chopped pork in the red beans and rice it's like <laughs> Oh, just over the top. Where we're going to get filled up. You it did. was awesome. <laughs> uh, man, so you follow, you were kicking butt down there in the pro circuit. You're one of, uh, of 20 something BPT guys that chose to fish the pro circuit again this year. How has that been for you? You're in fourth place. Obviously, it's going great. You're beating Chris. He's in fifth place, which I'm sure you haven't given him a hard time about at all. And then you got Cal out there also trying it this year for the first time professionally. But your roots were based in FLW, right? I mean, that was where you came. That's the, the Bobby Lane that I, I first met was FLW Tour Pro Bobby Lane. Then you went to the Elites, and then now everything's coming full circle. Was it strange for you fishing that first FLW Pro Circuit, the, the Super Tournaments, when you went back, or was it like being back home? Talk about that, like last year when you guys did that. Yeah, man. So, yeah, real quick, just a little knowledge. I cut my teeth in the, my very first BFL on Lake Okeechobee. I finished 186 out of 200. That's how my <laughs> professional career started, and I went from that one to Toho and finished second to my buddy down there, Regional, straight to the All-American, into the Everstarts, into the FLW Tour, then into the Opens, then to the Elites, and mm -hmm. then over to the – I was one of the original Cup event guys. That's right. the very first Cup with Major League. We did that till we created Major League Fishing, and now we're I'm fishing the five-fish limit, and I'm fishing the all-you-can-catch plus the Cup events, which are still a one-pound minimum with a absolute have-no-clue-where-you're-going. Just drop you in the middle of nowhere. Both worlds right now. I really do. I love fishing for five fish. Oh, it yeah. It really is the way that 
all of us were raised in blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I can't not be more happy to fish for five fish, but I know how to, I, I have learned how to not know, but I have learned how to switch gears over to the all you can catch, whether it's a one eight, a one pound, a two pound, whatever it is. I've done that for 10 or 12 years also. So I have no complaints, man. I'm just loving what's going on. It is so nice having my brother and also Cal Lane. Yeah. Yeah. He, Captain Smiley is what I call him. It doesn't matter <laughs> if he does good or bad. The kid has the biggest heart and he's always smiling. But, uh, you know, you're, it's this is the way me and my brother, I think, dreamed of it one day, was having us all together again and his son being a pro. And my son, I'm looking at him right now. He's out here playing with my brother's youngest son. He's 13, and I know that's what he wants to do. It's I mean, coming, huh? My parents, you know, we were raised right. We were raised to learn and love the outdoors, and it wasn't always about the fishing. It was more how beautiful it is outside rather than inside. And, uh, you know, the more I'm on the water, the more I'm learning different ways to catch fish, which is so fun to me. And when you, when you crack that, when you finally put that last piece of the puzzle together, and that light switch goes off, and that's when you know you are going to have a just phenomenal tournament. And it's so weird that it seems like every event I've gone to this year, the light switch has e the the puzzle has either been figured out in practice, or it got put together during the event, and it just makes for an awesome tournament, man. And, oh, and that's yeah. the way I fished, you know, Travis. Lake Travis, the one I finished second to Jacob Wheeler in by two ounces, those fish were not doing that real good in practice. I was only catching a couple. And for some reason, I was directed in that path. I'd say it's all it's all driven. God knows which way Bobby Lane was going that day. And I was ending my round with nine minutes to go. And I said, well, let me throw on the outside of this marina just to check it. And I caught two good ones. And I'm like, well, let's just keep going. And that's what led me right into almost winning that event. Jeez. It's weird. I picked up a frog late in Eufaula and ended up in fourth place, you know. Harris chain, I ran to a stretch of grass with three minutes to go and ended up going from fourth to second in the last three minutes. I mean, it's just been just unbelievable. Been a I cannot, yeah, I'm, that's the way I look at it. It's you awesome. Know, like, am, I, am I really... This is really happening, you know. I'm watching my bank account go up. And, <laughs> that's it. That's the best thing. Wife's happy. The kids are happy. It's like, wow. This is this is one of those years you dream about. Is Chris happy for you? I like Chris to give Chris a hard time. Happy. I know. Chris, I know. <laughs> that is that. You know, they always ask, "Who's better, you or your brother?" What's so weird is he's fourth. I'm fourth in the points. He's fifth in the points on the pro circuit. Yeah. And we have not seen each other. All year long in practice, we have, but we fish the exact same baits. I was going to say, you fish very similar styles, both of you. Are, to me, you fish very similar. We do, and Cal is the same way, but Cal, Cal knows the Lawrence Electronics a lot better than me and my brother do, so I think when Cal, Cal's getting his feet wet now, and he is really uh, excelling in those Toyota series. He mm -hmm. just tied for 10th on Lake Seminole. Mm -hmm. He got knocked out of the final day by just because of a uh, guy had a bigger bag. But uh, all in all, Cal is really 
becoming quite the angler, and he is learning the electron. And he's 19 years old. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's insane to think about. Well, Cal, you know? Cal's holding his own in those pro circuits. He's he's in the 60s in the points, and, you know, with two events to go, man, I mean, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at in a 160-boat field at 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, and that's the importance of the BFLs, the Toyota – uh, the Toyota series, I mean, get your feet wet. And if you cannot com- compete in your own region, then you need to not sign up for the pro circuit. Because I promise you, like Cal said, he's like Goof. He calls me Uncle Goof. They all do. But he's like Uncle Goof. He calls me Goof. He says, Goof, those guys catch him every tournament. I said, Cal, <laughs> you're in the big leagues now. These guys do it for a living. And my best, the way I explain it to everybody is you don't see golfers miss too many 10-foot putts. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? Because they practice it all day long, every day of their life. They are used to making those 10-foot putts. When you take an angler that fishes as much as we do and put them on the water, when you get them around fish, 99% of the time they're going to catch those fish. Mm-hmm. And if you take a break and take a month off or two months off and expect to come back out with – both guns blazing man you have already missed the window that these guys stay on the water they stay active they know what's going on and uh it's it's a great learning curve for cal and it, uh, i love being on the road with him and uh i i hope he pursues his dream just like me and his dad have done no there's no doubt he's going to man and we we see a lot of those guys coming up of course alton jones jr fishes with you guys but you got randy's uh son laker's yeah, Laker, coming up Laker, yeah you're, you're seeing a lot of guys uh it, that'll that'll turn into a career and that's the future but uh speaking of the future something that you do and you didn't get to do it in 2020 but your uh your high school tournament the bobby lane just throw down down there the at Camp Bobby Mac. Lane Cup. Yeah, that's man, right. the Bobby Lane Cup. And that's so, going to be yeah, this December. Got, yeah, we touched base on it a little bit last year. We still had the actual scholarship raising part of it. We were able to give away $17,000 to the seniors. We invited them all back again this year to actually fish. We are on track to have a knockdown blowout year down at Camp Mac. The first week of December, I understand that there might be a band coming. There, Do you there, know anything about there could that? be. There, there is talk of that. Yes, sir. There is talk of a uh, a band of low lifers coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> the traveling circus could definitely be there. Uh, per Mister Danny, there at Star Trot. I, I'm excited about it, man. I'm, I'm uh, and hope to uh, really, uh, you know, talk about it on here. Good bit in the weeks to come leading up to it. That way we can get you even hopefully a bigger crowd. And you normally get, what's your average number of teams there, Bobby? We usually have between two and 3000 people coming <laughs> through Camp Mac that day. And I would imagine this year is probably going to only be better. Unbelievable, you man. Danny, Danny Beard with, with Starbright yep. Star Trump and, and Greg. Yes. Um, those guys, I think have made a second, house down there <laughs> they, they absolutely have. love it <laughs> yeah they but have i gotta say uh i have met a lot of nice people in my life and have made a lot of great relationships but Starbright and startron not only do they have the best product out there they those guys are spot on the best to handle an event not shy on product for everybody to get out there and try but when you're using the best stuff or you have the best stuff and you're giving it 
to people to try. There, it only makes sense, man. That's I'm right. I was home for one day and I had love bugs everywhere. <laughs> I sprayed Extreme Clean on the front of my truck and literally with a washcloth wiped it right off. And then Greg gave me a tip. He said, "A tip." He said, "Take the vinyl guard and spray it on there." I left the next day to drive up here to Gunnersville, or sorry, we went to Harris, and then up here to Gunnersville, Alabama, and I hardly saw any bugs on the grill of my truck. So the extreme clean, the vinyl guard, it worked absolutely perfect, Greg. Thank you for yeah. the tip. But uh, those guys are awesome. Yeah, they're Great good guys. They, they have helped out so much over the years, along with all the sponsors we have. No doubt. But uh, we are really looking forward to having a blowout year at the – the Bobby Lane Cup, the first week in December. I love getting to see the smile on those kids' faces, and uh, I cannot wait to start getting things lined up for that and cannot wait for you to come down. and uh, going to be a good time. Sing us, sing us some songs. Yeah, buddy. We're going to some good vibes. It's going to be a good time, but you have a lot of bass to catch between now and then, brother. And uh, I, I wish you the best of luck, man. The rest of the year, I would I would love to see you win AOI. I, it would be crazy. And, and Skeet's right there too, right? Skeet's, Skeet's up there in the points and, and both trails Skeet's as well. In, I think Skeet's in second. Uh, I tell you, that kid leading. Lee, Cole, Cole Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. I got Talk to him a little bit in the bag line, and let me tell you, that kid is all about business. He's all business, he yes. out there to take everything you got in your pockets yes. and not even smile yes. when he does it. He yes. is a, he, we, we got him. We got Spencer Shuffield. I mean, uh, the kid that won uh, the Lake Murray event. Uh, Matt Becker. Matt, he, yeah. Matt Becker, I've known his mentor for a while that fished with him up north. We have got some hammers. No, no doubt. Our way. And uh, it's nice to have them on the Bass Pro Tour. Let them get their, cut their teeth just a little bit over there. But they're going to, they're the ones coming up behind us, man. And who the ones that are going to drop out and the ones that we're taking in, I'm telling it's you. It's only going to get stronger. Harder, yeah. Harder, <laughs> harder to get paid. Yeah. These guys are young and on fire. And I, man, I woke up after Harris and my wife's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I swear I set the hook so many times my elbow hurt. She goes, that's called getting old. And I put some CDB cream on there, and it feels better, but I feel every nook and cranny now. They don't worry about that. And I'm like, man, we have got our hands full. You you remember the days of, oh, man, I'm going to drive 12 hours to this blah, blah, blah tournament, fish all day or fish for a whole week. And then, oh, yeah, well, then there's that BFLs over there. It's back home. I'm going to drive down there and fish it and just roll down there and fish it. Those days are over, Bob. <laughs> um, I call my wife after about nine hours and send her a pen and say, please get me a room here. I can't go any further. Same. But, yeah. I remember driving up north one time up to uh, Lake St. Clair. I drove 17 hours one day, woke up the next morning, and this I was young and never even clicked a beat. If I did that now, I would have to miss the first day of the tournament just to recover from the drive. million percent, man. I am, I am with you. I drove home from an FLW at Champlain in 2019, and we did not let moss grow between our toes at all, me and a buddy of mine coming back from up there. And I think I had to have a week off, truly, when I got back home just to recoup from the 19 hours. You could have poured me out of the truck. I was like, I'm never doing this again. I'm going to just stay right here in my driveway. Oh, my gosh, man. That was. Uh, and I want you to make sure you tell Bradley Holman hi. Me and him have shared a lot of great times. No doubt. 
I'm glad to see him doing well in the tournaments he does. No in. doubt. He's, uh, he's an awesome, awesome guy. He's, Good uh, dude. Him and his family, what an awesome personality he has had. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all good here in the Lane family. We're heading up good. to kick tomorrow, like you said. I'll I'll get in that Phoenix and get all my rods out and get get re, re, regrouped and ready for the next one. Hey, I know you can't That's get any information. One day at a time. One day at a time. I, don't change anything. Don't change line. Don't change anything. Just no, keep no, no, doing no. what you're I doing. Put, <laughs> I will be putting some new spider water no, on. No, don't do it. There's probably going to be some fish offshore. Some, you know, they're just doing everything right now. That's yeah. Weird. It's a very weird year. Very weird year. You catch year. one in one foot, you catch one in 20 to 5 foot. It's yeah. like, what, what do you do next? Very but, uh, strange year. Well, I wish you, you the best of luck up down. there. I, I, I hope you smash on them, buddy. I look forward to seeing how you do. I appreciate you coming on, taking some time away from the family to, uh, to chat with me today. I greatly appreciate you guys having me. Uh, enjoy the Memorial Day weekend and look forward to doing it again soon. Absolutely. See you soon, Bobby. You got it. Thank you, brother. Bobby Lane right there, ladies and gentlemen, on that old low lifer hotline. Bobby's a trip, man. He, uh, Him and Chris are are, uh, are two of the good ones in the sport, to say the least. Make me laugh, man. Those guys off the record, off camera, are some of the funniest cats I've ever been around. They uh, uh, had some good times with those guys over the years, fishing and, and uh, drinking and talking. Good dudes, good dudes. So, crazy. Uh, I also want to say this before we go. I'm thankful for guys like Bobby Lane that, you know, obviously I've been very opinionated about things, BPT, MLF, over the years, and I appreciate those guys taking those calls and coming on to talk because there are a certain group of guys that won't come on. I have texted some guys about their good years this year and, uh, you know, reached out to them, and they, and they don't, you know, they don't text back, and that's fine. That's fine. Some guys I've known for many, many years. But uh, so I'm very, very appreciative of Bobby because we can all be adults at the end of the day. And I am proud when guys do well. I am, uh, regardless of what organization or, or whatever. My, my beef is uh, never with the angler, no matter what's going on. So um, all about those guys and them, them being able to make a living, ultimately. So many thanks to Bobby and taking time uh, from his family today to talk to us. Thank y'all for watching. Told you we had some meat. We had uh, we had two of them old flippers on here, Hallman and Bobby Lane. Looking forward to the Harris Chain MPFL. Make sure you tune in this Thursday to see how the boys down there are catching those bigs. You heard it from Bobby. Heard it from Bradley. Sounds like we're going to see some big weights. I sure hope that is the case. Thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday or like this week on Tuesday. It's greatly appreciated. I love doing this, and I'm going to continue to do it as long as you keep showing up. So keep showing up. Going to take you out with a little Biloxi Blues. Got some new music headed your way very soon. But we're still going to always rock Biloxi Blues on Low Budget Live. Don't forget Jan June the 12th, Bassmaster Classic. And I'm going to see y'all next week. I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care
and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas 